You're listening to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast with your host, Melody Spencer. This is episode 13. Hey guys, this is Melody with the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. Welcome to our show. I'm so excited to have... Sophia Heider-Hawk here today. She and I uh, became acquainted through the Fem City Global Program that we're both a part of, and she is this is uh, the CEO of Propelia, which is a boutique cultural learning and development firm. So I'm super excited to have Sophia here today. Welcome, Sophia. Thanks, Melody. Yeah. So could you give us a little bit of background on you and what you do? Sure, sure. So I, my background is actually in international development work. Um, it's been a passion of mine since I was 10 years old. Um, so I used to do international development work full time, um, working in a lot of different countries. And a few years ago, I'd say about five years ago, uh, I came to a point where I realized that I wanted to create more impact than I was creating. Um, it seemed like I was always really passionate about making an impact in the world, and and I wasn't doing that with the job that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was time for a next phase, and I ended up starting um, going back to school to get my master's, um, starting a business that was working with women enterprises in Bangladesh, mm-hmm. and um, we were doing handmade silk scarves and purses, and it was fantastic until I came to a point where. Um, there were issues with my supply chain and I had to uh, make a really hard decision to pivot uh, what I was doing and uh, let that company go. Um, So that leads me to what I do now in Papilia, which is um, diversity inclusion trainings and workshops, cross-cultural communication, um, talent management type workshops. We also do strategy to help you develop um, what you need to have more of an inclusive uh, conversation or um, policy with the company. Mm, that's great. So how did you come up with this idea for your business? Like what was the catalyst for that? I mean, beyond just leaving your other business. So that's a great question. Um, a few a few factors here. Um, one, the most immediate was I was going to um, Argentina for a friend of mine's wedding, mm. and I was looking for an app that could help me pack in a way that was culturally appropriate, give me some cultural tips, um, and give me some shopping advice before leaving. And there wasn't an app for that. Mm. Yeah. So. Who knew, right? Yeah, that's um, such a great idea for any country, honestly, because you can spend hours Googling and still oh, yeah. have no idea because I've done it before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And and there there still isn't an app for that. So um I ended up, you know, pitching this idea at a women's startup weekend in Raleigh, North Carolina, when I used to live there. Um and this idea got uh we received crowd favorite and and second place and it was pretty exciting um and 
I thought, you know, I, this is, this is fantastic. But at the time I still had my, my other business that I was working on. And, uh, I had people that were coming up to me and saying, I really could use this. When is this coming out? And, and I started to realize that there was a real need. It wasn't just me. Mm. Um, I was looking for this. So, you know, I decided to, to work, um, kind of pivot the, so that everything happens for a reason, right? So the, my other business was not doing so well because of these communication failures. And I thought this is another real way, um, to make an impact in somebody's life. Mm. Um, so I started working on, on testing this concept out and building some prototypes, but I started to realize that while this idea was a really good one, it wasn't still the passion that I had because I'm not a developer. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't interested in pitching uh, to investors. There's a reason why I left my job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wanted to do something that was uh, more sustainable in, in, in this type of cultural nuance, cultural awareness type of work. Um, so what I, I did was I thought about my previous jobs in international development and I thought about the, some of the pitfalls that people were dealing with, um, working in different parts of the different countries. And, and it was a lot about communication gaps and the kind of assumptions that we tend to make when we travel somewhere, uh, before getting to know a person or know, um, a culture. Mm. Yeah, that's so, so true. Isn't it? Yeah, when you when you kind of take a step back, you realize that um, that there's a little more um, reluctance or reliance, even if you're traveling. Um, and so, Papilia was a culmination of the things that I learned when I was working in these different countries, and then also that app, kind of the idea that I had. So that's, that's kind of um, the motivation for it. I'm really passionate about helping um, people connect in a really real and honest way and, and um, in, in conjunction, this is kind of a long story, but <laughs> no, in, it's con- great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in conjunction with that, I'm also um, a yoga instructor and a life coach. And I take those principles of self-awareness and, and really trying to get down to your true self and who you are. Um, I take those principles and I infuse them in the strategies that I develop, um, in the workshops that I do. So I never do anything that is what I think is right. I always, always ask, um, talk and talk to people, interview people about what a company needs or what people need and what they're looking for, because it's not about me. It's about what they need. Yeah. That, that is absolutely true. So what gave you the courage to kind of step out of your comfort zone and start to become an entrepreneur, start to develop these businesses? Because hey, not everybody wants to do that. Not every woman is like, yes, let me start multiple businesses. <laughs> uh, crazy. I think I'm crazy um, <laughs> in a lot of ways. But there was something, there was, I had an intuition five years ago or so and I kept on thinking 
to myself when I used to be in my previous job, while it was a great secure job, I was so unfulfilled because I knew in my heart that I had a lot of potential to do something else. And I thought, you know what, if I don't try this, if I don't try this, um, I'm going to, that's going to be my one regret. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to have any regrets. So I thought, you know, what do I have to lose? Really? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. So how did you kind of convince yourself to kind of take that leap off that edge and just say, okay, I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was planned. It was not on a whim. <laughs> um, <laughs> that would be scarier. Um, I, I actually had been thinking about it for quite a long time, um, but I had planned for it. Uh, I've been saving money and I had made sure that I had a cushion of at least a year um, where I could, you know, finance my mortgage and make sure that I was, um, being able to eat. Um, so it was, it was planned, but it was, I also thought about some different options that I could exercise as I was trying to make this leap. So I definitely did my homework, um, the best way I could. And I started talking to different people about my idea while I was still working. So I wasn't starting from scratch right when I, um, quit my job. Mm -hmm. yeah that's good yeah I feel like I hear so many different stories and it sounds like you definitely had it kind of planned out which is great not everybody does that some people just kind of leap I mean I kind of just leapt and hoped that I wouldn't (laughs) Mm -hmm. wouldn't, uh, crash and burn and I did it but a lot of people don't do that but I kind of think your path is the better path to have it planned out. If I could go back six years, I would have planned mine out a bit more. <laughs> um, Everyone's different though. Everyone's different. Yeah. Cause it's funny. I'm definitely a planner. So I'm really surprised that I actually just took that leap and didn't have a whole plan set out in front of me. That's very mm-hmm. unlike me. So in terms of, obstacles what obstacles have you faced as an entrepreneur and how have you overcome those oh there's so many obstacles um, <laughs> I know just one so just one <laughs> <laughs> um I'll think of I have two that come to mind right now is one obstacle is myself and mm-hmm. me getting in the way of doing what I want to do um I think as Entrepreneurs in general, we're in our head a lot, a lot, and and we're our own barrier. So I think of an idea. I think about uh, the amount of time I have in the day, um, how to make sure that I can schedule whatever I need to schedule between emails and meetings, and you know, finding new business and marketing and all these things, and. Sometimes I tend to let all those things bog me down when what I just need to do is do it, take action. Um, and so it's, it's struggling with being in the present moment and taking, taking action versus, um, versus planning. So 
I'd say that's one of my one of my obstacles. The next one that's the most immediate is that I am um, 25 weeks pregnant right now, and really trying to think through what my plan is going to be, um, how long I'm going to turn again my return. Um, mm-hmm. I think an interesting perception is that that people have is that when you have your own business. You have flexibility, so you can do whatever you want, which mm. in some cases is true. But there's also so much more accountability because you're working for yourself, and if it's not you, who else is going to do the job? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I feel like so many people are like, "Oh, you can just take the day off, or you can just." you know, Mm -hmm. go have lunch. And I'm like, no, I have meetings. I have, you know, calls scheduled. I have things I have to get done for clients. And I take it seriously. It's my full-time job. But people just think I just sit around and do whatever. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, same with me. When, When I first had left my job, it was the same. It's like, well, you can go to you know, the park any day you want. Oh, but you can take the day off. I'm like, no, I I really can't. (laughs) I have to work and and I want to work. Yeah, that's the thing I think that sets us apart from other people is that entrepreneurs, we actually love what we do. We wouldn't have started our businesses if our heart and soul weren't in it. So I actually love working. I love doing this podcast. I love working with my clients. Like, it's what gets me up in the morning and you kind of have to have that fire in your belly to keep you going when you have those tough days. Like you talked about when you encounter those obstacles with yourself. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. And I always try and have um, a daily mantra that I look at or a reminder that I have in my, uh, in my notebook when days get really hard because, Sometimes you just need it. You just need that little reminder that says you can do this. Or what would you, what, you know, why did you do this in the first place? And it's, mm. it's that reminder of the passion um, that you started this business with. Yeah, absolutely. So do you have any sort of morning uh, practice or routine that keeps you going? Like, do you journal? Do you do affirmations? I know you just said you do mantras, but do you have anything else that you do that kind of helps put you in the right frame of mind to start your day? I do. I do. It's, um, I meditate in the morning and I have at least, um, depending on how much time I have, I at least do that for five to 10 minutes, um, of just nice silence and breath work. And I repeat some of my little mantras to myself. Um, the, the one that I always do is I have a few, but the ones I'm looking at literally right now is um, learn to listen and trust your heart. Mm. And then I have, um, I always say, be yourself, let it go, love yourself and speak your truth. Mm. I love that. Speak your truth. That's so needed for not just entrepreneurs, but for everyone. Like we just need to speak from our hearts because that's going to connect with people. Mm-hmm. I, love, I love that. It, it's what gets me going. You can use it. Go ahead. <laughs> take <laughs> All it. right. I'll take it. That's great. So in terms of how you perceive yourself and you work through that, 
I know you said that your, you, yourself is your biggest obstacle. Besides doing your morning practice, how do you kind of get through that obstacle of dealing with your own head and getting out of that negative space that you can sometimes create as an entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. Great question. Uh, I try to talk it through um, with my husband sometimes and, and try to bring him in the conversation um, in terms of, so there's some empathy <laughs> involved. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, cause you know, I, I've told him this before is that, you know, we're, we're, we're a team, then you need to know what's going on in my head and it's not always going to be fantastic. Mm. So I try to make sure that he knows what's going on. So he knows how to best support me. Um, and then what really has been, has helped also are having these conversations with other Femme City members on um, other women who are going through the same issues that, um, that we all are, but we just don't talk about it. So uh, I think this is a great platform as well. So it's, it's building that support group, that tribe that is there for each other. That's a good resource. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. So ladies out there, find your tribe. If it's online, if it's in a Facebook group, if it's in a Fem City group, if it's, you know, just your friends, like find people that are going to support you and lift you up and say, hell yes, like we are going to be your team because you, you really can't do it alone. You can, but it's going to be a lot harder. Mm-hmm. So much harder. It's so true, and it's just not worth it. Like, why, why go it alone when you can have a community to support you? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So, what would be one piece of advice that you would give to a lady listening who might be just starting out in her business or considering starting her own business? Like, what piece of life or business advice would you give her? I would give her advice to, I would actually have her ask herself, or maybe I'm a big journaler, so mm-hmm. maybe have her write down um, what, what, why she wants to start this business, what her passion is, so she can write it down and she can have it as a reminder for when times are tough. Um, but to really think about think hard about what you're doing and what's driving you. And, and the big question is what would happen if, if you'd fail? And if you can answer that question and say, you know what, it doesn't matter if I fail, I still want to do this because I will still thrive. You know, it's, that's, that's the, that, that's very telling right there. Um, that tells you that you have the passion, that you have the drive, uh, and the motivation to to be fearless. Hmm. Yeah, that's so true. You really have to be okay with falling on your face and picking yourself up over and over again because not everything is going to be successful and amazing. And yeah, I feel like I've done that a million times. And it, mm-hmm. you really have to have that tenacity to just say, okay, I'm going to get back up. I'm going to do it. Because not everybody is cut out to do that. It's the, I mean, and the littlest things can, can make you, at least for me, can make me just 
is discouraged. Like even website stuff makes me discouraged sometimes. I'm like, I thought I knew how to do that. <laughs> Apparently I don't. And it takes me much longer, but you know, it's the little things and that you have to realize um, that you have to do the admin type of work mm. to thrive in the technical kind of work that you'd like to do. So, so a lot of different hats and you just have to be prepared to, to wear all those hats. Mm. And also, I believe there is value in delegating and letting people who um, have a different zone of genius than you take mm-hmm. over those tasks that you hate. Because so many of us think that we are superwoman and we can literally do every single thing. But I, and I used to be that person, but now I'm like, nope, I hate doing this. I'm going to give you this. Nope, I'm not an accountant. Please take this over. You know, all those little things. You, if you have mm-hmm. the time or the money, invest in those experts because it will come back into your business tenfold because you will be mm-hmm. so free energetically and just in time from not doing those little tasks to actually focus on what you are good at. That, that is so true. That is so true. And I, and being honest with what you're not good at. Like I, at, with this business that I started in DC, um, I had a lawyer figure out the structure because I knew even if I tried it, there was, there would be something that back in my mind would, that would say, you know what, did I do this correctly? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, it's not worth it. Same thing with an accountant. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with numbers, but I'm not that great. <laughs> yeah. With, with understanding. So you're so right. Yeah, that's, that's part of what I do for my clients is I say, okay, so marketing and ads is not your forte. You're busy. Here you go. I will take that off your plate because that's what I'm great at. And so many women are so afraid to kind of give over that control and to delegate because it's their baby and it's their heart and soul. And I a hundred percent understand that, but sometimes you got to let it go and let the experts do what they Mm -hmm. do so you can shine in what you do. Right. Yeah. Completely right. Yeah. So if anybody wants to get in touch with you and start working with you either in your life coaching business or in your other business, how would they get in touch with you? So I am um, available um, through email, which is uh, Sophia at Sophia.co. So it's S-O-P-H-I-A at C-A-P-I-L-I-A dot C-O. Or um, on my website is, my personal website is sophiaheider.com, S-O-P-H-I-A-H-Y-D-E-R.com. So um, those are the two main avenues. And then I have another, my work site, but there's a link to that site on my personal. So um, I'd love to, love to hear from other uh, women that are going through whatever they're trying to work through. Um, trying to be free of some of the barriers that are they think are holding them back. Um, one of the major things that I learned in my yoga teacher training is that um, we have everything. It's all within us. And mm-hmm. it's just a matter of unleashing our awesomeness. Yeah, 
That's so true. So do you have any programs or promotions or anything that you'd like to talk about before we close out this uh, episode? I was going to say session, but it's episode. (laughs) (laughs) I talk about sessions all the time. I know. I feel like I say session all the time and it just came out and I was like, nope, it's an episode, not a session. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So for anyone who is um, listening to this podcast, I'm happy to give 10% off of any type of service, whether it be um, life coaching sessions or um, any of my business-related um, sessions, just by letting me know that you've heard me on this awesome podcast. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Sophia. This was so fun, and I hope that everybody gets as much out of it as I did. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for providing the opportunity, Melody. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening, and I will talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me for the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. To learn more about me, Melody Spencer, and the show, please visit swiftlysocial.com.